All right, so we're ready for the word, right? So do me a favor. As we get into this, before we get into the message today, I want you to just think about, pretend for a second, that you are in a situation where you're getting ready to move, okay? You're, you're living where you're at now, but you've just packed everything up. There's nothing left in the house. Kids, belongings, it's all in the U-Haul trailer, trucks loaded up, gassed up. You're ready to go, and you know where you're headed. You're moving, let's just say we're moving to, I don't know, California. That might not please a lot of you, but we'll just say California because that's the furthest state west. So we're moving to California. We're leaving where we're at now. We've got all of our stuff with us. And we know we got to stop and eat along the way. We got to gas up along the way. We, we you know, got our idea in mind that we're going to uh, take probably, let's just say it's going to be a, a two day trip to get there. And, you know, we're not going to, uh, we're going to stop, get the kids fed, all that. So we take off. We're gone. We've left where we're at. We know our destination. We, we have a clear picture in mind of where we're going. But along the way, we take all kinds of wrong turns. We make all kinds of mistakes. We end up as far south as the tip of Texas, as far north as Canada, and we're just we're winding all over the place. We can't seem to get our bearings straight. We keep coming back to trying to figure out how do we get back on the right road here? How do we get to the to the destination we know we're supposed to be at? And before it's all said and done, we finally arrive. It's 10 years later. That's crazy, right? So your kids were in car seats. They outgrew the car seats along the way, right? Some of you, your kids are growing so fast, that's happening right now. you got to loosen the strap every time you actually put them in there, right? Uh, so the ki- 10 years. It's a crazy notion. It's a crazy thought. But it's really not very different than what the people of Israel went through and encountered when they left, when they went through the exodus out of Egypt and into the promised land you know that they were given a, a word of, from God through Moses that he had this land for them to inherit, this promised land, which is basically the promise that God had for these people, the, the life of blessing and favor that he wanted for them. He gave them instructions to leave the bondage that they were in and you know, didn't necessarily have an exact roadmap on how to get there, but Experts say, theologians say, that it should have taken them, they estimate, less than two weeks to get there, maybe like 10 days. And it took them 40 years to get to that point. In fact, just about everybody that was with them in the original exodus out of Egypt didn't even end up in the promised land when they got there. And so it's crazy to think, this is, this is where I'm going with this, is it's crazy to think that you can have at least a fairly clear picture of this end place that you're supposed to end up at, which is what I think so many people a lot of times yearn for or just dig for or desire is to know exactly what my life is supposed to look like, you know, 10 or 20 years down the road, this long-term picture, like, for some, thinking that some reason that would provide us the clarity that we need to make all the decisions today that we need to make to get there. But yet they have this picture, this clear idea of where they're supposed to go, but they screw everything up along the way and end up almost self-destructing the entire plan 
that they were given for this big picture. So it was almost, in a way, it could have almost been pointless for a lot of them that never made it. It was pointless to get the big picture clarity only to make all the wrong steps along the way. And although they didn't necessarily have a road map on every which direction and path that they were supposed to take, there were very specific things that they knew already God had instructed them and given them over the years through prophets and through words. There were things they knew that they needed to be doing on a daily basis and how they conducted themselves and walked out their lives that in order to get wherever it was that they had to go, they knew to a large extent the way they were supposed to be living day in and day out. You know, they knew that they were supposed to honor God. They knew that they were supposed to uh, worship Him and put Him first. They knew they weren't supposed to have idols. They knew they were, you know, supposed to do a lot of things that they failed to do along the way, even though they had this end point, this, this destination clear in their mind that they were going to, that they were excited about, and, and yet they failed to navigate daily successfully in such a way that actually brought them to the place that they wanted to go. And so what I think is so important, and I, I realize more and more of just pastoring and, and you know, working with people and talking to people about their lives and what God is doing, that ultimately one of the, the most prevalent things that I find people look for and desire is to know what does God want me to do with my life? What does he want from me? What does he have planned for me? Right? There's this desire to know the details of what's ahead and how it's going to go. And okay, if I just knew, what, if I just could see like two, three years down the road what it looked like, then I could make all the right decisions now. It's, it's, there's this desire from people to really know, you know, the details of what God has planned for them. And I think that that's a good thing. We need to desire that. We know that. I mean, the Bible, I think Jeremiah 33, 3 is one of the greatest scriptures where it says, Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. And so, you know, I am always in a mode of prayer and seeking God for what he has for my life. I mean, I'm always contending to know, you know, God, what do you have in store for me? And, but I realize that there are glimpses and there are, you know, different amounts of clarity and different pieces about that picture that I get that allow, that cause me to still have to fill in some details and still have to walk out daily a certain way that I know I'm supposed to do daily in order to end up in these places that God has for me, this great blessing for my life and each of our lives that he has. And I think that when it comes to, you know, really seeking this in this destination of where we're headed with our lives and what God's going to do that it's interesting because for some people this can be like the most propelling thing 
that just continues to launch them forward and grow and seek God and do great and amazing things as they're striving to live out this amazing life that God has for them. And, and re, you know, they know they're called to do a certain thing or they know they have giftings. And so it can be a very propelling thing for some people. Yet at the same time, for other people, it can become almost like one of the most arresting and, and, and just causing them to be hesitating and almost get like worrisome and stressed out about thinking because they don't know certain amounts of details, they don't have a certain amount of clarity about how all this is going to end up down the road, that it really causes them to take a lot of wrong steps day to day to just navigate that course out. And so I want to take you to a scripture to start out digging into this. That this is I want to address this kind of this particular thing because I believe that you know God wants to give us an idea of what He has for our lives, and and sometimes we're going to get bits of. Uh, great detail and clarity about where we're headed and what we're doing. And other times we're just going to see parts of that or aspects of that. But it's up to us to still live daily in a certain type of way if we intend on getting to the places and to the destiny that God has prepared for us. This idea of getting this full picture or this great amount of detail about this plan and this you know, this, our life's purpose and where we're going to be farther out. And that's going to somehow allow us to do every, now we're going to be able to live in peace. We're going to be able to walk steadily. We're going to be able to make all the right decisions. That is just not the way that this life is, is to be lived out. And so go to Psalm 119, 105. Psalm 119, 105. And it says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Just a few words here, but in my opinion, some of the most life-changing words ever laid out for us in Scripture. And so, we see here that God's Word, as we read the Bible and we seek Him and we hear His voice and you know, we understand the instruction that he gives us through those things. That they are, they are given to us here as kind of a twofold explanation. They're a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. So let's look at that first one, the first part of that. The lamp to our feet. If you're walking around with a lamp, a lantern, right, the throw of that light is maybe, what, 10 feet, 12 feet out in front of you. And so it's designed to give you enough clarity and enough visibility to make sure that your steps, as, as you're taking them, are ordered properly and that you're avoiding any holes or any trips or you're not falling off of a, a, a ledge or if the path winds to the left or to the right, then you can see that ahead of time and enough you know, time to be able to make the adjustment and, and walk along with it. And so it's ordering your feet, your daily steps. There's, there's exact amount of clarity that you need as you're taking each step left by right as you go to, to 
navigate the entire trail that you're headed on, and it will get you ultimately to the very end if you go that way. So you're, you're, you're lamp to your feet. But it also says that it's a light to our path. And so at the same time, imagine that it, there's kind of like a casting of a light off on this trail, this, this road that's winding in the direction of our, our lives here because that word where it says a light to my path, that actually means like a lifelong journey or a course of life. And so there's light thrown out there enough to where you can kind of get a glimpse. You can kind of see certain parts of it and everything. But if you try to walk now only looking at like wait what's way out in front of you and not paying attention to what's happening in front of you or in in your feet right now then you could just as easily trip and fall or or go off into some sort of an obstacle or some sort of a, a, a pitfall that ultimately will end up costing you getting to these places out in front of you that you know you're trying to arrive at right think think about a compass a compass is always good to point true north. It'll always tell you where true north is. But if you just attempt to walk in a straight line only to fall into a, a, a swamp or a lake or, you know, you, you all of a sudden hit a big rock cliff that you can't scale over or something like that, then what good is it knowing true north? It helps you get a bearing on where you're headed, but you've got to navigate in such a way that you take the journey and you take the course that's right to get you ultimately where you're wanting to arrive at in your end destination. So just consider for a moment that we would never ultimately arrive at the end place that we're trying to, to get to if we weren't taking the proper steps, making the right adjustments and the right shifts along the way in that course so that we were always headed in a forward direction and we were always walking towards the, the right place and avoiding the wrong places. I hope you kind of see where I'm going with this, is that there is always more clarity about what's happening now than there is about what's happening down in the distant future. There's always enough clarity from God to help you navigate your steps and your direction on a daily basis the way that you need to, that it will if you follow that out true, it will always end up getting you down the road to the places you desire to be that God has planned for you, and you won't miss it even if you don't see right now all the little bends and turns along the way in the road to get there. Quite frankly, it's in the adjustments and the shifts and the changes that we go through in life along the way that present themselves to us that we draw our faith draw from our faith to say to God to seek God and to say these are the things I need to do right now with this this is what's in front of me and and it's those adjustments and the shaping and the molding and the developing of what God is doing in us in those moments that are really preparing us and and getting us ready for the places down the road that God is taking us to if we just somehow shot a straight beeline to this place you know in the distant future 
future that we're excited to arrive at one day or this calling on our lives that means this is what we'll be doing at some point. If we just shot a beeline down there but didn't go through the twists and turns and the difficulties and the struggles that shape us and mold us, we wouldn't actually be prepared to handle that thing in that moment when we arrive to be able to get through it on to the thing that's ahead. So a lot of times I think that people can get to a point where the desire or the need to know so much of the details of what's further out and what's coming can cause a lot of stumbling in the present moment. And, and it's my heart to try to say to us is that, hey, we want to avoid that. We don't want to be like the people of Israel that are on a 10-day journey that they know that they, they have an idea of what's ahead, but they forget all the things that they should know about the steps they should take and the way they should be conducting themselves and the honor they should be giving to the Lord and all those things in those 10 days to successfully arrive at that place. That we can, you know, get so, sometimes people can get so caught up in that need to know that it causes a lot of stumbling in the present moment. Matthew 6.34 Jesus says, he's talking in this, in this particular part of Scripture about not worrying. And he goes through a lot of examples about how it's not good to worry, you know, about what you're going to eat and if you're going to have clothing and all these things that, you know, God takes care of us and for our needs. He says this in verse 34 that's amazing. Jesus says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And so, one of the things that speaks loudly to me in this is that when we, when we live our days here, I think it's very good and very healthy, and it's a part of how God made us to desire his plan for us, to know it, to have, you know, a vision for our life, and he, he'll give that to us. He's faithful to do that, but there can, there can be a, a sort of a crossing over the line to the point where we actually start to feel the worries or the burden or the uncertainty of tomorrow in the moment today. And that is what he's saying here is you're not meant to bear. If you're, if you're feeling the pressure and the worry today of the things that are ahead that tomorrow will bring and the days to come, then it's quite frankly more than you can bear right now. And you're not meant to carry that load. When you arrive in those places that you're headed, you can deal with those obstacles and those challenges in that time, and God will give that to you. Today 
is a day of blessing and opportunity and assignment, and it is for sure on a direction and a course to a bigger and better destiny that God has, and we should probably know parts of that and have ideas of, of where God is taking us, but what's important is that we don't allow the things of tomorrow and the worry of tomorrow and the burden or the uncertainty of what's ahead to rob us of the assignments and the things that God is giving to us to do right now and the blessing that he has in store for us today. And many times people can do that. They can get so caught up in, in the need to know or the what, it, you know, I don't know what that's going to look like or how's that going to be that they just sort of walk along and miss all the things right here and now that God is, has prepared for them to enjoy this day. To, to be blessed with this day or the opportunity to, to help somebody else this day with something that they have in their hand to do. 1 Corinthians 14, uh, verse 33, Paul says, God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. And so, look, God is not leaving us in a place where we're just confused and we don't have enough information or enough clarity to be able to do the things that we need to do each day. God has given us all the clarity that we need to know in order to walk out the destiny that he has for us. He's not a God of confusion. Now, many times we may think that we're confused or there's a lot of uncertainties, and so we feel like there's just not enough to go by, and so I'm kind of stuck, and I don't, I don't know where to go. I don't, I don't have enough direction to really move forward. I need something more. But what I'm saying is whatever level of clarity or lack thereof you may have at any given moment. God is not the author of confusion. And so you have everything that you need in the present moment in him, whatever clarity he's choosing to give you about what to do, that, how to go ahead with, with what he has for you. You have that in the present moment to act and move forward and take the steps that you need to take. You know, you, you think about the things that the Bible is so clear about how we walk things out, the, the stuff that we're supposed to see, the fruit that we're supposed to see in our lives on a daily basis. And in Galatians 5, you know, Paul talks about walking in the Spirit as you do that, as you're led by the Lord, as you're taking the steps that He's preparing for you, that fruits of the Spirit are, are a byproduct of what's coming out of that kind of a life. He talks about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So if we're striving to reach this end destination that, that God has for us in our lives, but we're lacking all of these things, or we're, we're trying to take steps to, to get to places or figure out, you know, we need more understanding or we need something more. And, and the cost of that is that we are not acting in love, or we're not living in joy, or we are not being patient in the way we move forward go on and on with all those things. If the cost of how we're operating is that we're not seeing these fruit produced, right, and we're, we're, then we're stepping out of line with steps that we already know God has shown us that we should be walking in. Just like the Lord says, to everything, you, this is in Colossians 3, to everything you do, do it unto the Lord with all your heart. 
Well, if you have a bad attitude about where you are right now and you're just so frustrated and fed up and, and, and just you're, you're handling yourself in such a way that you're just basically not showing any evidence of any fruit and joy or love or patience or kindness, then you've got to be able to step back and say, okay, maybe I don't have all the clarity that I need for what is way ahead, but I know I'm taking some wrong steps right now. I know I'm veering off the path, and this is only going to take me in a direction that's further off course of where I'm wanting to go. So it brings me a great deal of peace and comfort to think about the fact that God doesn't dwell in time, that he's eternal. And so he's already out in front of where I am. He's already been to the places that I'm going. You know, in Deuteronomy 31.8, when Moses is leaving, after this journey is coming to an end with him in the 40 years, and they're finally getting ready to go into the promised land, and Moses is one of the ones that dies before he goes on to be there, he says to the people is a word of encouragement and the Lord he is the one who goes before you he will be with you he will not leave you nor forsake you do not fear nor be dismayed so if God is out in front of me he's already been where I'm going he's already seen and and been in the places that he has prepared for me it brings me a great deal of comfort to know that because I know that God is not going to leave me in some place of ambiguity like it's some sort of guessing game and, and if I'm, I'm missing the mark, I've missed something, so I'm not getting all the details that I need. If he's been everywhere that I'm going and I'm seeking him right now and I'm moving forward using his word and his direction as that lantern to my steps day in and day out, then I am very satisfied and content knowing that he is giving me every amount of clarity and every level of detail that I need to be able to walk his plan out now in the present moment. Does that make sense? That, and, you know, we can just really, that, that need-to-know thing and that getting a glimpse or part of it and then just not walking things out daily right now can cause us, it can cause us to get so far off the mark sometimes. I remember when I was working uh, in our, our family business, you know, my dad, he, he runs that family business. And so me and my brothers, we were, we carried a lot of responsibility, but he was kind of that final decision maker. And I was at this point about six months before I finally came into ministry full-time where I just, I knew God had given me enough of a glimpse and he had spoke to my heart enough about the fact that I was going to be going on to something else. And I didn't know exactly what it was going to look like. I knew that it was something to where he was going to use me in some sort of ministry capacity or, you know, something like that. And so that was great that I had that that understanding and that God had revealed that to me. But I've got to be honest with you, it almost cost me big time. Because as I was going through, I got to this point where I was just like, 
hey, you know what, all the things that I was dealing with on a daily basis there, the challenges, the things that I, I used to do with such a great attitude, and I used to do in such a way that set an example for other people around me, and I, I wasn't, I didn't let those things break me and cause me to lose my temper or, you know, all that stuff that comes along with those types of pressures. What I had done, I felt so well for so long, all of a sudden now I found myself like compromising and, and, and airing off the mark. I, I had this, this picture or this thought that was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm going on to something else. I mean, this is, I already know that this thing that's ahead of me, that God's showing me some of the details about, that's where I'm going. So, you know, this is just, I, this, all this stuff anymore, I'm done with this. this for these frustrations, they were beginning to get to me, and I was handling them terribly. And it almost cost me some of the most important relationships, and it almost caused me to leave and walk out of a place in a horrible way that God wanted me to walk out of gracefully. And God spoke to me very clearly in that moment. He said, you know, all these things that you've known for so long to do that you've done so well, you're, 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 you're failing at them because basically you feel like you've got this picture of what's out in front of you down the road that you really at this point, I didn't know if it was six months or if it was a year or three years before that shift happened. I really didn't know when it was going to be. I just knew it was coming. And I was allowing that to be a reason to just mess me all up in the present moment. And God was showing me, he's like, look at all the things that you used to do. You never got angry with people. You were always patient. You were always the one that encouraged everybody. You always lifted up, you know, people and made them feel better about where they were at. And, and all that stuff, all of a sudden I started looking around at the last few weeks, and I just couldn't see that stuff anymore. I was like oh my gosh, that hasn't been coming out of me, you know? The, the, the here and now, I'm, I'm messing it up because I'm thinking so much about what's way out there that I'm losing focus on what's here and now in front of me with this lantern. And God said, he's like, look, you're always going to be walking out of and walking into new things. That's always going to be a part of life's journey in the seasons. It's just as important for you to realize, if not more important, how you leave a thing and walk out of a thing as it is how you walk into a new thing. And it just, it just totally changed my life at that moment when God spoke to me that way. And I realized that, yes, I, I, want, to, I want to contend for the beauty of what's ahead. I want to contend for the knowledge and the understanding of what God has for me. But I've got to realize that there is everything I need and all the clarity that I have to have right now, today, and then tomorrow when I get there to be able to take every step I've got to take on the amount of that path that I can cover in a day's time. And tomorrow I'll get up and I'll pick that lantern right back up and I'll just start walking again and it'll be the same way. If I don't let myself get off course of, of what's in front of me now and how I'm walking out in such a way that I'm just thinking too far about what I need to know that's down the road as if somehow that's the answer for how I need to act today. And it's not. You've got everything you need right now. And I love the way, I'm going to wrap this up, the way that Jesus uh, brings this to his disciples in John 16. 
and we're going to read through verses 5 through 15 here. But what I'm going to attempt to demonstrate to you here is that this idea of you've got everything you need to walk each day out and, and, and to do it exactly the way you need to and to take every right step and that not knowing certain details about tomorrow or the distant future isn't going to take you off course of getting there today if you just take what you know you have now and, and walk it out that way. Jesus is talking about here how he's going to send the Holy Spirit, which we know that all of us as believers have with us whenever we choose to receive Christ. And he's, he's talking about it in such a way that's saying, when you have the Holy Spirit, you're going to have everything you need to know, and you're going to have everything you you must have to equip you in the daily walk in the moments that you're in as you go along. So in verse 5, he says, But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you ask me where are you going. But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is, your, it is to your advantage that I go away. So he's saying right there, you're hearing from me now. I'm teaching you. I'm directing you. I'm, I'm guiding you along the way here. But it's to your advantage that I leave. And what he's, what he's meaning by that is because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit and he's going to be able to live in every believer's heart and he's going to accomplish for every person what you're getting to enjoy by being with me right now and live and walk out each day the way I'm directing you to. I'm getting ready to send the Holy Spirit so it's better that I go because everybody for the rest of the rest of time that receives me is going to have this in their heart. And so he says in verse, right there in verse 7, uh, it's better that I go away, for if I do not go, the helper will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me. He goes on for a few more things. And then in verse 12, he says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Wow. Let me just pause right there and say, you you couldn't bear all the details of what God has planned for you ahead. We want them. I mean, we desire that. We want to know. But Jesus says, I have so many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them right now. And look, we've got to be okay with the fact and realize that God isn't holding back from what he's giving us. He isn't like playing a game where he's seeing if we can, you know, get the rest of what he wants to give out if we just do a few of the right things. He's not trying to hold anything back. He just knows that if he gives you more than he gives you, that you won't be able to bear them right now. Sufficient for the day are today's own troubles, right? He, he's, he's giving us a clear picture of that. And in verse 13, he says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. He's sending us a tour guide for our lives. We all have him as a personal guide through what he is prepared for each of us uniquely for every day that we live out on this earth. 
And then he says further down, he will tell you of things to come. So he's saying, look, he's gonna, I'm going to show you. I'm going to give you the clarity that you need. I'm going to give you the direction. I'm going to help you order your steps. I'm going to give you everything that you need in the moments that you get there. You as a, as a child of Christ will have that. And then we, we know that Jesus, not long after that, he leaves, right, this earth. He goes through the death, burial, and resurrection, and he goes up to heaven. And, and well, after the resurrection, he's seen before he ascends to heaven. And when he's seen, there's this moment that happens in Acts 1 where he appears to the disciples. And he's, he's kind of bringing this subject back up about what the, how much of what you need to know now that you have. And he says in verse 4, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but... You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And so he's, he's telling them, look, there's, there's too many answers in what you're asking that I, I, I can't give you right now. It's not for you to know all the details of everything that, that is ahead that the Father has as an authority. But, so he's like switching it out. He's like saying, you asked the wrong question, right? But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And so he's saying... Everything you will need to get to those places, to, to walk out that course that I'm preparing for you, that you're going to do, you'll have the power to be able to do it. You will lack absolutely nothing, and that Holy Spirit, that guide, will be there to empower you, to direct you, to strengthen you. My, strengthen you. my word will be a light to your, to a lantern to your feet and a light to your journey. Amen? Amen. So it's exciting to think about the fact that it was, it was part of Jesus' plan all along, part of God's plan and what Jesus was doing, you know, through his life that he lived out and through that death, burial, and resurrection to not only bring us that salvation and that, that inheritance of eternal life, but also to have everything we need, every bit of clarity, every bit of empowerment, every bit of, of direction that we search for daily as we walk out the rest of this life that he's purposed for us to have to make an impact and a difference that he is calling us to.